the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. He is faithful to tell us the truth. Jesus is faithful to tell us the truth about ourselves, even if it's hard truth. You know, sometimes no one else will tell you the truth about yourself. They'll tell you what you want to hear. They'll say, you know, you you do what you think is best. You do what you think makes you happy. If you're happy, then I think that that's what you should do. And they're not truthful with you. Jesus tells us the truth. Have you ever had a friend that wouldn't tell you the truth? Sometimes people will just tell us what we want to hear because they might not want to hurt our feelings. The beautiful thing about our relationship with Jesus is that he will always tell us the truth. He will tell us the truth even when it hurts. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing why it's so important that we learn how to receive the truth that Jesus has for us. As much as it might hurt to hear our flaws, we know that the truth will set us free. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 3 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. This passage that we're going to study through today is a a very meaningful passage for me personally. The first time I went to church as an adult, uh, I went to church a handful of times as a kid, but the first time I went to church as an adult was a Wednesday night uh, at a Calvary Chapel in Florida, and I didn't know churches met on Wednesday nights. I thought they only met on Sundays, and I asked my then girlfriend, who's now my wife, what are we going to? It's Wednesday. I thought they only, they're only open on Sundays. And that particular Wednesday, the pastor of that church was teaching through the book of Revelation, and he was teaching this passage. And I didn't have a Bible with me. I, I couldn't name the four Gospels. That's how unchurched I was. Uh, but the Holy Spirit so convicted me about the fact that I was lukewarm towards God, that I left that night knowing that that Jesus wasn't pleased with my life. And I told my girlfriend, let's go back Sunday and see what he has to say. So this is a very important passage to me personally. That's all I'm going to say about myself. We left off in verse 14, where it says, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. 
Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich, and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Well, we've come today to the last of the letters to the seven churches in Revelation, and it's to the church of Laodicea, in the city of Laodicea. And the church in Laodicea is a lukewarm church a lukewarm church. And Jesus has the harshest words in the Bible for this church, the church of Laodicea. Last week, we looked at the church of Philadelphia, and I mentioned that that was the best church of the seven. This is the worst church of the seven. And he has, he has the hardest words for them of all, all the churches. If you remember uh, back in chapter 2, we looked at the church of Thyatira, and the church of Thyatira uh, tolerated a false teacher who was teaching false doctrine in the church. They just allowed that to happen. And they, didn't, they didn't try to stop this false teacher from teaching false doctrine in the church. But Jesus has stronger words against the church of Laodicea than the church of Thyatira. And so, you, you know, you may ask, well, what in the world did this church do <laughs> to receive such a strong rebuke from Jesus? Well, as we're going to see when we get to verse 20, that Jesus was not in the church of Laodicea. He's not in it. He's outside the church. He's knocking on the door of this church, wanting to come in. But the church has, has shut him out and put him out. And so he's not part of this church at all. Now, Understand, the Laodiceans are assembling as a congregation, as an assembly, in the name of Jesus. But Jesus isn't part of this church. Jesus had no place in this church at all. The church in Laodicea was a Christless church. So the church in Laodicea, it shows us that, uh, that people can assemble in the name of Jesus without Jesus being part of that assembly. And they can call themselves a church, but Jesus is not part of it. Jesus is nowhere to be found in that church. It also shows us that a person uh, can claim to be a Christian, but Jesus isn't part of their life at all. A person can claim to be a Christian, but Jesus doesn't really have a place in their daily life. And that's, that's what Jesus calls a lukewarm Christian. A lukewarm Christian is a person who names the name of Christ, they claim to be a Christian, 
But in reality, Jesus doesn't have a place in their daily life. You know, they, they don't read their Bible every day. They don't pray. They're not in fellowship. They're not seeking the Lord. They're not wanting to do the Lord's will. They're not seeking first the kingdom of God. None of that. He doesn't really have a place in their daily life. That's a lukewarm Christian. A lukewarm church is a church where Jesus just isn't part of the church. So, just to give you some background information about the city of Laodicea, like we've done with the other cities and the other churches, I think it helps us to understand the context of what Jesus says in this letter to the believers in Laodicea. Uh, The city of Laodicea, it was built at the crossroads of two major trade routes there in Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey. The main route that traveled north and south in Asia Minor and the trade route that traveled east and west across Asia Minor, they intersected at Laodicea. Uh, So Laodicea had a lot of people traveling in and out of that city from other places. Uh, So Laodicea was a large international city. And once again, we see in the early church, churches were planted in major urban cities. Now, that's not to say that God doesn't care about people living in rural areas, uh, but the gospel uh, is more effective in a city like Laodicea. The gospel can spread faster and farther from a city like Laodicea versus some rural place in the middle of nowhere. Now, just to give you some facts here about the city of Laodicea, that will give us the context to what Jesus writes in this letter. Laodicea, the city, was a great center for banking in the ancient world. It was kind of the Wall Street of the Roman Empire. It was the Goldman Sachs. It was the J.P. Morgan of the Roman Empire. The Roman senator, Cicero, who went on to become a governor, he actually went to Laodicea to borrow money from the city of Laodicea. And so they're, they're loaning money to government officials. Uh, because it was a banking center and people went there to borrow money, gold, to borrow gold, Laodicea was a very wealthy city. It was a very, very affluent uh, city. In fact, archaeologists have uncovered houses in Laodicea, many houses that would be large by our standards today. A few thousand square feet and more. And you have to understand at this time in the ancient world, you know, the average house is about the size of a one-car garage. But in Laodicea, they're, they're living in these mansions. You know, so think of the biggest houses you can think of. Beverly Hills. That's Laodicea because of the wealth that was there. Laodicea was so wealthy. You're supposed to say how wealthy was it? Remember that? <laughs> It was so wealthy that in 60 AD, an earthquake leveled the city completely. Rome offered money to Laodicea to rebuild the city. And Laodicea turned down the money from Rome. And they built the city with their own wealth. They turned down federal funding, free money, to rebuild their city. And they told Rome, we don't need your money. We've got plenty of money to rebuild the city. And they did. They rebuilt the city. 
Jesus will comment on their wealth. He will say, you say I am rich and have need of nothing. That's true. That's what they said to Rome. We don't need your money. The second fact that gives us some context to this letter uh, is that in the area of Laodicea, they raised a particular breed of sheep that produced a very soft black wool. And that particular black wool was used in the manufacturing of of very luxurious uh, clothing and garments that were sold all over the Roman Empire. And so think again of, you know, whatever the most expensive designer clothing is today. That was the clothing that came from Laodicea, this this, this black wool uh, fabric that came from uh, Laodicea. We're going to see in verse 18, Jesus will tell the Laodiceans they need to buy from him white garments. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. They're wearing black garments, the nicest garments. And he's going to say, you you need to buy garments from me, white garments. The third thing about Laodicea that fits into the context of the letter Uh, Laodicea also had a school of medicine, a medical school, and they produced in Laodicea an eye ointment from some of the rocks that were found in that area, and this eye ointment was shipped all over the Roman Empire, and it was used to treat different eye ailments. And so Laodicea was known throughout the Roman Empire for their eye ointment that they produced there. Recently, recent history, scientists have studied the rocks that are there in Laodicea that were used to make this eye ointment. And you know what they discovered is in the rocks? Nothing. It's just dirt. And they, but they were able to sell this to everybody, you know, uh, as this miracle cream that you put on your eyes and it'll heal everything. But they were known for their eye ointment, their eye salve. And you see that here. Jesus says to them in verse 18, you need to anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. And so again, Jesus used something from their culture to make a spiritual application to them. The fourth fact that you should know about Laodicea that will help with the context of this letter is the drinking water in Laodicea was lukewarm. They actually didn't have a water source, a spring in the city of Laodicea And so they transported water using aqueducts from a nearby spring that was a few miles away. And they transported that water via aqueduct to the city. So by the time the water got to the city, it was lukewarm. It was the Mediterranean heat. Uh, So they were known for having water that wasn't wasn't refreshing. It It was lukewarm. Now, this is important. Nearby to Laodicea, only a few miles away, was the city of Colossae. 
Paul writes the letter of Colossians to the believers in the city of Colossae. Colossae had very, very cold water that came out of a natural spring there in the mountains. And the cold water in Colossae was very refreshing in that Mediterranean heat. And another city that was also just a few miles down the road from Laodicea was the city of Hierapolis. That city is also mentioned in the letter to to the Colossians. Hierapolis had hot springs that bubbled up out of the ground at a constant 95 degree Fahrenheit temperature. And so there in Hierapolis, they built these huge baths where people would travel to that city to, to sit in these hot springs, to sit in these hot baths, because they were believed to have a medicinal value and the ability to heal people that were physically hurting. And so in Hierapolis, you had these therapeutic baths. They still do today. There's hotels there and these, uh, these big springs that you can sit in today. And, it, and again, it was believed that the waters brought healing. They brought physical relief for, for pain. And so Hierapolis had hot water. And that hot water brought healing and relief to the hurting. Colossae had cold water. And that cold water was refreshing to the thirsty and the tired. But Laodicea had lukewarm water. And Jesus will say to this church, to these believers, that they are neither cold nor hot, but they're lukewarm. So that's some background for you that's going to tie into what Jesus says. Now, in the other six letters, uh, Jesus began by writing to, uh, to a church in a particular city. He said, to the church in Philadelphia, to the church in Sardis, to the church in Thyatira. But with this letter, it's different. It is written to the church of the Laodiceans. Not the church in Laodicea, but the church of the Laodiceans. This church belonged to the Laodiceans. It didn't belong to Jesus. Jesus has no part of this church. They've shut him out. The church of the Laodiceans. Right. These things, says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. And again, we've seen before with each of these letters to these churches, Jesus describes himself in a different way to, the, to those individual churches. And he is reminding this church of something that they have forgotten, that they need to be reminded of. Uh, to the Laodiceans, he describes himself, first of all, as the Amen. The Amen. That's a word we're very familiar with, isn't it? Uh, we end our prayers with the word Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. When we agree with someone, we agree with what they're saying, especially in church, we'll say, Amen. The word means... So be it. So be it. And so when you say amen, you're saying, so be it. Or it means surely or truly. You see that in the Gospels. Whenever Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you. Or verily, verily, I say to you. That's, that's the word amen. He's saying amen, amen. So be it. It's, it's true. Jesus describes himself as the amen. What is he saying? He's saying to the Laodiceans, I am trustworthy. I am trustworthy. He wants them to know he is trustworthy. And what he says is trustworthy. Jesus is trustworthy. And whatever Jesus says in in the word, it's trustworthy. You can trust him. 
Then he says he is the faithful and true witness. Jesus is faithful and true. He is faithful to tell us the truth. Jesus is faithful to tell us the truth about ourselves, even if it's hard truth. You know, sometimes no one else will tell you the truth about yourself. They'll tell you what you want to hear. They'll say, you know, you you do what you think is best. You do what you think makes you happy. If you're happy, then I think that that's what you should do. And they're not truthful with you. Jesus tells us the truth. You can be doing something in your life or living a certain way, and everybody around you is saying, it's okay for you to do that, and it's okay for you to live that way, and yet Jesus comes along, and you, and you look in the scriptures, and, and Jesus says, what you're doing isn't right. It's wrong, and you should repent of it. And you think to yourself, why didn't anybody else say this to me? You know, Jesus is faithful to be true. You can always, you can always trust that he's going to tell you the truth about yourself And you can trust what he says. You can trust what the Bible says to you, that it's true. He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to deceive you. And Jesus says this to the Laodiceans because he is fixing to share some pretty hard truths with the Laodiceans. And so before he he shares these truths with them, he wants them to know that he's trustworthy, that he's truthful, and he is faithful with the truth. And that they can therefore trust what he's about to say to them. You know how you do that sometimes when you're about to share uh, some hard truth with someone or you're about to uh, confront someone about something, have a confrontation or a carefrontation because you care, right? <laughs> and sometimes you preface what you say by saying, you know, you know, I love you. You know, I'm for you. I'm not against you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on your team. But and then you lower the boom, Right. That's what Jesus is doing here with Laodicea. You know I'm trustworthy. You know I'm always faithful to tell you the truth. But here's the truth. He's going to lay it on him. You know, it says in, in Proverbs that the wounds of a friend can be trusted. You can trust Jesus because he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Jesus also describes himself here as the beginning of the creation of God. Now, what does that mean? It does not mean that Jesus was created. It means that he is the origin of all creation. The Greek word here is arche. We get the word architect from this word. Jesus is the origin or the architect of all creation. He's he's the creator of all. Now, turn with me over to Colossians chapter 1. Now, there are several places in the New Testament that talk about Jesus being the creator, that all things were made by him. Why do we turn to Colossians of all places? The reason we're turning to Colossians is because in Colossians chapter 4, verse 16, you don't have to turn there, but Colossians chapter 4, verse 16, Paul tells the Colossians to share this letter with the church in Laodicea. And so this letter to the Colossians was also read and shared in the church of Laodicea. So this is a letter that they received in Laodicea as well. So look at what Colossians says, which was also written to Laodicea, chapter 1, verse 15, what it says about Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, by Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, 
All things were created through Him, Jesus, and created for Him. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today and wish you could hear it again for it to fully sink in? Well, we have just the thing. All of our messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for These Teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that you'll find interesting. Are you growing through this study in Revelation? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft in them. Well, I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.